Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that discovers something new about history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today, we're looking at how a seemingly minor innovation helped democratize consumer goods and culture and got the ball rolling on the so-called age of plastics. The day was October 10th, 1865. American inventor John Wesley Hyatt received a patent for an imitation ivory pool ball. The composite ball consisted of a wood fiber core encased in a mixture of shellac and bone dust. It was meant to approximate the look and feel of ivory, the traditional material used for making billiard balls, but players didn't think it was as hard or durable as the real thing. Hyatt didn't give up, though and three years later, he hit upon an even better and more groundbreaking ivory substitute, one that would not only give rise to the modern plastics industry, but to motion pictures as well. The game of billiards, or pool, played a surprising role in launching the development of synthetic plastic. The earliest recognizable form of billiards was a lawn game created in France during the 14th century. Not unlike croquet, It was played outdoors and involved pushing wooden balls across the grass with a mallet. The game became a popular pastime among French nobility and royals and was gradually adopted by the upper classes of Britain and the rest of Northern Europe. By the late 1600s, billiards had evolved from an outdoor game played on the lawn to an indoor game played on a wooden table with green cloth to simulate grass. Around the same time, When Western colonialism was in full swing, wealthy Europeans decided to ditch their old wooden billiard balls in favor of a more exotic material, ivories from the coast of Africa. The hard, smooth, creamy white substance 
was carved from the tusks of wild elephants and sent back to Europe in the form of fashionable jewelry and other high-end objects, like piano keys and billiard balls. The practice of fashioning billiard balls from ivory caught on fast, as the material gave the balls the ideal weight, roll, and rebound needed for the game. For the next two centuries, ivory was the material of choice for serious pool players. But the result of that high demand was that hunters had to slaughter tens of thousands of elephants each year. They killed so many, in fact, that some manufacturers began to worry that the animal would soon be hunted to extinction. To be clear, the companies weren't worried about the elephants themselves. They cared about the shortage in raw materials that would result from their absence. And as grossly unethical as that concern was, it was also understandable, given that a single tusk provided only enough ivory for four or five billiard balls. That looming threat to the industry coincided with the billiards craze in the United States, and it prompted Phelan and Colander, a billiard equipment manufacturer in New York, to offer a $10,000 cash prize to anyone who could produce a suitable replacement for ivory. The company didn't even make billiard balls. It specialized in billiard tables. But the owners knew there wouldn't be much demand for their product if no one had the balls to play the game. Luckily for them, a local printer named John Wesley Hyatt saw the company's ad in 1863 and decided to take a crack at it. His first attempt, the one he patented on October 10, 1865, didn't turn out so well. But after going back to the drawing board for several years, he and his brother Isaiah finally found a workable alternative to ivory. The main ingredient of this miracle substance was something called nitrocellulose, an organic compound made from cotton fibers dissolved in nitric and sulfuric acids. It was highly flammable, as the nitro in the name suggests, but Hyatt found that when it was mixed with a waxy resin called camphor and heated under pressure, it produced a strong, lightweight material that could be molded into any shape and dyed any color. Then, once it was cooled, the material would harden and retain its shape. Using camphor oil as a plasticizer was a stroke of genius, but it's worth noting that the Hyatts weren't the first to produce an ivory-like plastic from nitrocellulose. In 1862, an English inventor named Alexander Parks created a hardened form of the substance called Parksine, and several others later expanded on his work. Today, Parksine is widely considered to be the first true plastic, although it never found success as a commercial or industrial product. John Hyatt hoped to have better luck by tweaking Parks' formula and process and claiming the billiard ball prize. He patented his new composition in 1869, calling it, quote, a good substitute for ivory in the manufacture of billiard balls and balls or articles of various descriptions wherein it is desired to obtain toughness, hardness, and elasticity. Not long after, the Hyatt brothers trademarked the name Celluloid, founded the Albany Billiard Ball Company, and started cranking out their own faux ivory pool balls. The company remained in business all the way until 1986, but for most of that time, it didn't make billiard balls from nitrocellulose due to the substance's combustibility. The early pool balls that were made from it didn't catch fire, but they did produce smoke and a loud popping sound when struck together, 
And as you might imagine, that was less than ideal for a product that was intended to collide repeatedly, often in pool halls that were teeming with liquor and itchy trigger fingers. John Wesley Hyatt actually addressed the problem himself in 1914, writing, quote, Occasionally, the violent contact of the balls would produce a mild explosion like a percussion gun cap. We had a letter from a billiard saloon proprietor in Colorado mentioning this fact and saying he did not care so much about it, but that instantly every man in the room pulled his gun. The age of celluloid billiard balls was short-lived, and by the 1920s, a new non-exploding plastic called Bakelite had become the industry standard. Thankfully, the Hyatt brothers hadn't put all their eggs in one basket. After patenting their celluloid-making process in 1869, they produced a slew of early plastic products and ivory look-alikes, everything from combs and shirt collars to piano keys and false teeth. The Hyatts found even more uses for celluloid in the years ahead, and so did the rest of the world, making it the first mass-market synthetic plastic in history. Their company helped make the case for the new material by emphasizing how it could reduce the public's reliance and impact on natural resources. Or as one of their promotional pamphlets put it, quote, Celluloid has given the elephant, the tortoise, and the coral insect a respite in their native haunts, and it will no longer be necessary to ransack the earth in pursuit of substances which are constantly growing scarcer. Of course, other synthetic plastics would eventually replace celluloid, just as Bakelite did in the realm of billiard balls. But before that happened, the material had one more major impact on life as we know it. In the 1880s, the Hyatts developed a method of creating thin, transparent sheets of celluloid, otherwise known as film. In 1889, Kodak founder George Eastman started using that film in cameras as a replacement for glass plates. And then, just a few years later, celluloid film started to be manufactured in long strips, making it possible to capture multiple images in rapid succession. In that way, the age of plastics and the age of movie making dawned almost simultaneously. As for John Hyatt, he continued inventing and patenting for the rest of his life. Some of his other successes included juice extractors, dental plates, roller bearings, and a multi-stitch sewing machine. He passed away in 1920 at the age of 84, but his contributions to modern life haven't been forgotten. In 1974, he was inducted into the Plastics Hall of Fame, and in 2006, he took his place in America's National Inventors Hall of Fame. That said, John Hyatt did get snubbed in at least one regard. Remember that $10,000 billiard ball prize? He never got it. Talk about a tough break. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to pass them along by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.